0: A Podcast One production.
1: Welcome to part two of the moment, the fight. Jeff Horn versus Gary Corcoran. The Battle of Brisbane 2. Two men, both striving for the same thing. A win. One will leave the ring tonight with his dreams of fame, fortune and a future still shining brightly. The other, well, for the other, the dream will be over.
2: Gentlemen, this is a a story and a half not only is it a sporting event but it is the two sides of the boxing fairy tale the mild-mannered boy who's fought his way to the top the kid from the mean streets as i said a traveler from ireland who lives in london these days who's fighting for his existence
3: you want to fight you're going to get a fight i can assure you of that um we're not coming here to make the numbers up we're gonna have to play a little bit of a villain here by the looks of things because you've made all these lovely plans for mr horn and your government we got to come and upset that This is a fight made in heaven. In the days
1: before the fight, things, as you would expect, blew right up. Accusations flew. I,
4: I, I don't want to label him. He's clearly a good fighter. The fact remains he does lead in with his head. Now, I believe in prior fights, Jeff's gained an unfair advantage by using
5: that tactic. This is not a headbutt competition. It's not a headbutt competition. So, just let us have a fair fight and uh, I'm confident beating Jeff. They're afraid that I'm going to be headbutting them in there, but I'm the one afraid I'm going to be getting bitten if, if I do that. So I definitely don't lead with my head purposely, that's for sure.
2: To me, it just sounded like excuses. You know, that's what it looks like to me. They're backpedaling,
5: they're looking for a back door. I'm just ready to do business. I'm fed up with all the talking, all this talking, all that and just to fight.
1: Ready to fight indeed. No more talk. It's time for action. But this story isn't just about the fight. It's about the night, about what really goes on behind the scenes at a world title bout, about who pulls the strings, who decides the next bout. It's about the promoters and the men who front the show and add sizzle to the sausage. Jeff Horn tonight can go from Bris Vegas to Las Vegas. And no-one, and I mean no-one, adds better sizzle than Eddie Maguire a former sports reporter whose talent and work ethic has taken him to the very top of his game he can go from 1 million to 10 million dollars next year or as you said
2: he might be going in his back and it's all over and didn't you used to be jeff horn You know, the the world is littered with uh, you used to be the champ or you were a contender. Um, This is,
1: is a brutal sport. Once dubbed Eddie everywhere, simply because he dominates the media landscape as a sports host, game show host, radio host, football club president, businessman and more, Eddie is fronting the fight coverage.
2: I think I've always kept the childlike appreciation for sport. And that, right there. Right
1: there is why Eddie is the best, because it's not a job for him. It's a passion. It's not a chore. It's a love.
2: Uh, look, I would have done this for free, but don't tell anybody, OK? Um, I don't think you're doing it for free tonight, Ed, just I'll, quietly. I'm not, well, I'm living my dream, and I yeah. suppose in some ways I've been one of the luckiest people, I reckon, on the face of God's earth. So when I turn up tonight, I actually try to get myself into that position so that I can bring some of that magic through the screen to the next generation of kids who are watching or to the family at home or to the woman who's sitting there next to her husband who may not be a, a fight fan. And you go, why am I watching this? And you say, well, look, this guy's the school teacher. This guy lives in a caravan. In England, and they've had these amazing journeys, and have met together tonight in Brisbane. And one of them will walk away being the champion of the world, and you know the, the the future of their their entire lives will will transform in the next 45 minutes. That's reality TV at its best. Welcome back to main event: the Battle of Brisbane. Two Horn versus the Hellraiser. This is the Hellraiser arriving, Gary Corcoran. Not in the caravan, but in a nice Mercedes tonight, if you don't mind. So this is what it's like when you get to the top level of international boxing.
1: We're outside Gary Corkin's rooms. He's just arrived. Hey, guys. Pete, here we go. Fight night. Gary's in the corner. How are you feeling?
3: Unbelievably calm and relaxed. All good.
1: She's been a big build-up, mate. There's been talk of head biting. Is that selling tickets, or is that part of the show, or is that what we're going to see tonight?
3: Honestly, you'd have to ask the other camp now. I mean, from us, we're here focused. We turned up three weeks before the fight, so we had nearly a month in Australia. We're ready to go. He's cool, calm, and focused. I mean, forget the shenanigans of the biting. He's taken out of context. It's not going to happen. Um, but I'm not so sure about the head We'll see about that during the fight.
1: He's working away over in the corner there, Jizzy looks fit and focused. We last saw you guys three weeks ago, he looks like he's even trimmed up more. Jeez, when you look in his eyes, I'm glad I'm not getting in the ring.
3: He's really, really focused for it. I mean, um, I can't talk about the other camp, but ourselves, we've been perfect preparation. The weight's been perfect. He stepped on the scales yesterday, he looked great. He looked nice and hydrated, relaxed, focused. I asked him actually if there was anything we could have done better for this camp. And he said, "Yeah, really, there was. You see, he didn't give me enough chocolate."
4: If he wins this fight, imagine what he's going to go home to. And, you know, it's just the greatest opportunity
6: for anybody ever. Like to come from where he's come
4: from, to come to Australia and fight the
2: new world champion Jeff Horn. If he pulls it off, it will be a Cinderella man. It's story. almost a Conor McGregor type thing, isn't it? Another one coming through from the mean streets. It's quite unbelievable.
1: In Gary Corcoran's rooms, the champ himself looks relaxed, looks fit, looks lean.
5: He's got that look in his eye. Gary, how are you feeling about the fight tonight, mate? Brilliant, mate. Chilled out and I'm ready to go. It's my moment to shine. So, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to taking this title off him.
7: Ladies and gentlemen, from the Brisbane Convention and Entertainment Centre...
1: If you have any interest in boxing, then you'll know that voice. It's one of the most recognisable in world sport. And if you want to put on a big-time boxing show, then you need that voice.
7: Twelve rounds of boxing for the WBO Welderweight Championship of the World.
1: The voice belongs to a gentleman by the name of Michael Buffer. Michael served in Vietnam, he's been a car salesman, a model and plenty of other things. His name is a perfect description of him, Buff. He is a very sharp-looking fella, tanned, chiselled, beautifully manicured, grey, silver hair, and he is wearing a white shiny dinner jacket inlaid with flowers and swirls, crisp. But you know what? People don't come to watch Michael, they come to listen to him. Michael, wonderful to see you. How long have you been in the fight game? It's been a wonderful journey for you. Over 35 years. And there it is, the voice, deep, rich and inviting. Everyone loves that voice. Well, nearly everyone. Have you always been graced with such a wonderful announcing voice? Because... It sounds like chocolate
7: dripping. It's a beautiful thing. No, I, I have to tell you, I probably hate my voice more than anything in the world when I hear it. Like, if I hear this interview later on, on Twitter or something, I'll be very critical. And when I announce, it's, like I say, like we just talked about, it's performing. Mm. Ladies and gentlemen, you know, there's a whole different the presentation.
1: Now, Michael is famous worldwide for just five words. Five words that I can't play you. Because Michael, very cleverly, very cleverly, put a trademark on those five words back in 1992. The famous line which you're quoted for around the world, how did it come to pass, Michael?
7: Well, when I started to do this, uh, the ring announcers, one time there was 22 introductions before <laughs> the fighters. So you've killed that atmosphere. You've, you've just ruined the, the electricity in the crowd. So I wanted a hook that would let the fans know, okay, now you're going to meet the stars of the show. And you know, I tried, man your battle stations and that sort of thing. And then the great Muhammad Ali used to say, uh, oh, I'm so pretty, I'm ready to rumble. And, and uh, rumble, young man rumble. And that, that sort of that phrase was there. And I started to say, let's get ready to rumble. And just kept fine tuning it through the years.
1: How often do you hear it when you're walking down the street? <laughs>
7: <laughs> I'll hear it being yelled from a car or something, you know, you never know.
1: Let's get ready to rumble. Ooh, I really want to play Michael saying it to you, but I can't, legally. Ah, come on, let's just do it. It'll be all right.
7: Let's get this party started. Huh, got ya.
1: I really can't play Michael saying let's get ready to rumble to you. So why am I making such a big deal about those five words? Well, those five words have been very very good to Michael. Wikipedia. Never the most perfect place for information. Quotes that you have made in excess of four hundred million dollars from that quote. Would that be anywhere near true? Nowhere's near
7: true, and maybe Wikipedia can send me a few bucks. <laughs>
1: <laughs> four hundred million? Four hundred million? And that is quoted by our friends at Wiki as being what the trademark on the catchphrase had generated. As of two thousand and nine. Now, who knows if that figure is anywhere near the truth, but either way, the buff Oh yeah, the buff ain't struggling. So you're now in the Hornets rooms. Glenn's putting the final bit of taping on. As Jeff gets ready for the fight. How you going, mate? I'm
5: going good, I'm nice and relaxed. I'm amazed how calm it is in here. I thought it'd be a bit more hyped. Yeah, no, it's not not how I am. I usually like to get pretty chilled out and just do my thing. What do you try and think about at this stage? We're about 45 minutes till the fight. Basically, nothing at, at the moment, just get, getting everything on and prepared and getting mentally mentally ready, but just relax as most possible at this time and then switch on as soon as I start warming up.
1: Do you allow yourself to think about the result and what could be tonight? Oh, uh, a little bit, a little bit. How are you feeling, Glenn? Relaxed, yeah.
2: Just doing my job. So, yeah, at the moment, my job is to get these wraps done right, so that's what I'm thinking about. So, yeah, just keep it nice and uh, in the moment, and we'll worry about the fight as we get a little bit closer.
1: Plus, we've
2: got to remember we've got the opposition
1: coach right here. (laughs) And that is weird. Peter, Gary's coach, is in Jeff's room watching. No-one looks Peter in the eye, and vice versa. It's the first sign of any tension in the Horn camp. Uh, That's customary, of course, for the opposing team to watch you rap and you know at the same time we watch them rap
2: so that's just to make sure that the um the knuckle dusters and things that you know some boxers
1: and trainers put in that uh, they're not going to happen tonight is it bizarre being this close to your opponent pete you're right here overlooking him i saw him bringing out the book to sign his book earlier on which was a nice sign of respect
3: no not at all just normal bill affair um i've done it hundreds of times so no I'm sure I'm just here to make sure Glenn knows what he's doing and everything's fine.
1: Best of luck tonight, champ. Thank you. Thank you very Cheers. much. Aye? Right back at the start of this story, I describe Jeff as looking nothing like a boxer, that there's no menace to him. He looks mild-mannered, almost tame, and with 45 minutes till the fight starts, nothing's changed that view. The Hornet looks like he's got no sting in him at all.
8: He's on
1: We've already introduced you to Michael Buffer, the voice inside the ring. Now it's time to meet a true legend of the boxing caper, the voice of boxing himself. Phil
8: Austin if you all again. Left hook right hand upstairs. A loose a shot does mosquito but it misses. Oh. He's I think it was a body, body shot. shot. The left it to the body. Four.
1: Now that that is elite sporting commentary. Accurate, descriptive, passionate. It draws you into the ring. It belts you around like you're actually one of the fighters. That's gold.
8: there he is. Down he goes for the second time in this round.
1: That voice belongs to Colonel Bob Sheridan. Great title. Colonel Bob, wonderful to see you. What fight number do you reckon this is that you've commentated on tonight? Oh, I don't know exactly
8: how many I've commentated, but it's over 10,000. But I do know exactly how many it is, Howie,
1: in terms of world championship fights. It's 1,016. Now, I was pretty excited to get to chat with Colonel Bob. The man is a legend of the game, and when he drops your name on you... Professional that he is It makes you feel 10 feet tall 1,016 World title fights Are you living your dream Doing what you do Colonel Bob? Uh, yeah you know I've been at it
8: For 50 years Howie And it's uh, You know It's the type of job You don't want to give up And uh, so I have the same Enthusiasm for this That uh, coming to um, Brisbane And doing a Jeff Horn fight That I I did When I was doing uh, The Ali Foreman fight In Zaire Back
1: in 1974 The rumble In the jungle I told you The colonel's big time you're going to love the Colonel. Tell us about that, the rumble in the jungle. They say it was watched by a billion people and it was your commentary. That's a big gig, Colonel. Yeah, it
8: was uh, It was the largest telecast in the history of broadcasting at the time. Of course, it was in the early days of satellites and it was the first time that all four and that's all they had at that time satellites were used simultaneously so it was a huge uh, broadcast but uh, you know when you're doing it you're performing for the guys in the truck basically yeah. you don't realize that there's a billion people out there you know but y- you're aware of it you know, you're aware of it. I tell you, how it's its really exciting.
1: Colonel, you look resplendent tonight. You've got a sharp suit on, you've got a nice uh, velvet red tie and a, and a pocket chief. You look in unbelievable condition. There's rumours and stories and legends about you and your health, particularly when it relates to Tyson and Holyfield, the famous fight where there was the biting. They tell me you checked yourself out of hospital to commentate that fight. Is that urban legend or is that the truth?
8: No, that one, ha- that one happens to be. Did it really? Yeah. I had a heart attack the night before. Right. And I had had a heart attack before, so I knew what it was all about. <laughs> and so uh, I said to the uh, the doctor, I said, you got to hurry up and, and get this uh, taken care of because i got to go and do the fight tomorrow night. He said, you're not going any place. You just had a major heart attack. I said, if I don't go and do that fight, I will have a heart attack and die. I can't be left out of this one. At the time, that was as big as it comes, you know. So uh, I went out. And as soon as uh, the fight was over, back in in an ambulance, back to the hospital. And then I stayed in the hospital for a week, so they properly medicated me. But I didn't want to miss that fight, and I'm thrilled I didn't miss it.
1: What's the key to making good, entertaining, exciting, precise fight commentary, Colonel Bob?
8: Well, there's a lot that goes into it. First is the preparation. That's very important. And then the rest of it is experience, you know. And And then it's enthusiasm. The
1: voice, you either have it or you don't. In all your history in boxing, if you could pay to see one fighter, Colonel Bob, who would it be? I would have to say uh, Ali
8: and George Foreman and Zaire would have to be, but going to Mike Tyson fights, you know, you sort of knew, especially early in his career, he was going to win, but it was so exciting because you're just, you know, waiting for the knockout and so all of his fights were exciting.
1: Was he as brutal as we saw him on TV? You're two meters from the fighters. He was. He was definitely
8: as brutal. He was tough, especially in the early part of his career when he really, really
1: trained hard. Colonel Bob, I get the pleasure of sitting next to you tonight. I think I'm more excited about listening to your commentary next to you than seeing the fight itself. Um, I don't think you need a microphone with that voice. Have a great call tonight. Uh, Thanks very much. Great being with you. Enjoy the night. Gotta love the Colonel. Now. The fight's getting close, really close, and will soon take you into the inner sanctum for the final words of encouragement and wisdom. If down, if we can just win the first six rounds
2: like that, then we can start hoping. But then he's always close and he's getting hurt, but he start looking
1: for the finish. But before we get in there, I told you right back at the start that boxing is a business. It's not only the fighters putting it on the line, it's the money men, the promoters. Jeff's promoter is Dean Lonigan, a real stand-up guy, a member of the New Zealand Order of Merit and a former New Zealand Rugby League representative. Are the Wallabies ever going to beat the All Blacks ever again or not, mate? There is no chance
9: that the Wallabies will ever beat the All Blacks again. They are a basket case of the first order, the second order and the last order and the days of Australia being a powerhouse in the rugby are long over.
1: Maybe, maybe not. But Dean has more important things than Rugby Union on his mind tonight. Dean, as the promoter, let's get to the gist of it. How much are your nuts on the line when you put on an event like this?
9: Oh, look, severely, you know, not as much in this event as what we were with Manny Pacquiao. You know, you're talking about well well past eight figures, you know, into the eight figures to break even. You're sort of talking between sort of 10 and $20 million just to get the break even, then you've got to make money after that.
1: How do you but, sleep at night with that on you? Look... Been doing it a long
9: time and sometimes you don't, you know, because things don't necessarily go so well. Sometimes, other times they go well. Now the packing I think was a spectacular result, and when you had fifty one thousand tickets sold, it made it makes a big difference and made allows you to sleep at night. But this one here, you know, it's it's not as big, but financially nuts are still on the line.
1: See, there are a lot of people heavily committed and invested in fights like these. I tell you what, it's going to be
9: real tough, real tough fight and nervous as a result of it because we've got a big year planned next year but it all collapses tonight if, if, if Jeff doesn't get the right result.
1: And that's the essence of what we're talking about here. Tell me about the year that you've got planned if tonight goes the way you want it to go.
9: Well, I've got sitting beside me the world's biggest and best promoter and Bob Arum, been in the game 51 years and really good at what he does, and Jeff would have to face his mandatory, being Terence Crawford, and, and Bob's keen to do that fight uh, up in America in Las Vegas. What
1: would that fight be worth to
9: Jeff? Oh, you're talking millions you know, it's definitely in the millions. So there's a lot of ifs, buts, yes, and maybes, but one thing matters only, and that isn't you've got to win. And you've got to win well. So if Jeff wins well tonight, the world's his oyster. If uh, if we don't quite get the result we want, we've got to sit back and, and have a serious contemplation of what comes next. So it, it's just the nature of the beast.
1: So there's no guarantees unless unless you're a really, really big fish. Like the wonderful gentleman Dean just mentioned, Bob Arum, an American lawyer boxing promoter and businessman, Bob has staged some of the
6: biggest fights the Cape has ever seen. I mean, the Leonard Hagler fight, for its time, was the biggest fight. And then when you got into the 90s, uh, you had De La Hoya fighting Felix Trinidad, was a major, major fight. And uh, more recently, uh, you had Mayweather and Pacquiao. Uh, fighting. That was a huge business.
1: That last one that Bob put on, Money Mayweather versus the Pac Man in 2015, that little stouch was described as one of the most anticipated events in the history of sport. It's reported, get your head around these figures, the prize purse to be shared between the two fighters was approximately 300 million US dollars. The fight was said to generate in the region of 550. 50 million US dollars in revenue. Now that's a lot of nuts on the line. As I said, no guarantees, but Bob, Bob's big enough and clever enough to have pretty much all the bases covered. What's the future for Jeff Horn if he wins tonight?
6: Well, if Jeff wins tonight, we have arranged for him to come to the United States to fight the. Former junior welterweight champion, now the number one contender, Terence Crawford. An excellent fighter. And if Gary wins tonight? Well, I've arranged that he'll come over and uh, uh, fight Terence, and it's not quite as big a fight. But uh, to the winner belongs the spoils. So you can't lose either way, Bob? Well, that's why I've been in business 51 <laughs> years. <laughs>
5: smile mm-hmm. pieces, you have to, right, gentlemen?
6: That's
1: the referee giving the Horn Camp instructions.
5: If, uh, when I say break, take a step back with each foot. The sooner you get back, the sooner I'll let you back in. When I say stop, everything stops. Mm-hmm. OK? Uh, when I hear the
2: indicator for the end of the round, I will say 10 seconds. Respect the bell. Any questions for
5: me? Um, did you say three knockdown rules not it's in not effect? does not
1: apply.
7: effect, But if I feel that you're hurt, and I have to do what I have to do.
1: Fifteen minutes to go, and both rooms are now clear, including Gary's wife Jennifer and Jeff's wife Jo. Jennifer, firstly, the obvious question is what's it like watching your fella step into a ring when someone's trying to lift his head off his shoulders, Jen?
0: Ooh, it's intense. It gets so, so intense. It doesn't get any easier, you know, regardless of who they are or if they're journeymen or not. It's it's, it's a tough sport. You just don't know how, you know, it can go. Like, you know, a punch can change, you know, you just don't know where it's going to go. So it doesn't get easier, you know. Ever.
1: It's a massive night for you and your family.
0: It's huge. It's, it's a massive opportunity. And Gary's you know, he's going with that, you know, he's going to grab all the two hands. He's going to do everything he can to do it, you know. And bring that belt home, and you know, like show everyone how good he is and why he deserves this chance. He's representing, you know, travellers all around the world, not just travellers. You know, he's representing Britain, representing all those boxers. I thought they were no good because Gary was also one of those boxers. Like he didn't think he was going to be where he is today. So it's nice for him to be a really good role model and you know represent, you know, in the way he does.
1: Are you going home with a husband tonight that is champion of the world?
0: Oh, I am. We are going to celebrate massively with that belt. You can imagine what we're going to be doing with the belt. So it'll be fun. It'll be a lot of fun tonight.
1: Joe, Can I ask you a question or two yes, sure. How are you feeling I've been reading in the paper That the baby's ready to come There's an <laughs> obstetrician here Just yeah. in case
5: Oh, I feel good I feel fine So yeah I think it'll be It'll be all good And hopefully she'll be in there For a little bit longer <laughs>
1: What's it like watching The man you love Get into a ring I know you've done it a lot
5: Yeah, it's still just as scary as the first time we went in the ring, you know. It doesn't really get any easier. It just gets more intense, I feel. So it's scary, but it's exciting. It's everything.
2: Amazing situation. These two men from completely different backgrounds with one thing in common. They want to be the world champion. Enough talking. It's fight time.
1: Well, the room's now cleared. Just Jeff and his team and a camera. Glenn's got the pads. Jeff's got vaseline, it's spread all over his face, He's got the orange boots, the long orange and black shorts. So we're now just 15 minutes before the fight starts. Glen Glenn's whispering to his man, final instructions and suggestions and encouragement. It's as intense a sporting scene as I've ever witnessed. It's unforgettable really. It's absolute hair on the back of your neck stuff. Amazing access. No one really knows what's about to happen. But both fighters do know the next hour will involve pain, risk, injury, bloodshed. Take your pick.
6: None of any of the talk we're
1: having is going live on any of these cameras, I hope, is it? No, none
3: of the audio. No, that's good. That's right, as long as we've got no audio going where they could be sitting in their dressing room looking at it, I'm all good, yeah.
1: You can listen, though. It's a bit scratchy, but you'll follow the gist of it. So it's pretty simple, fun, long range, keep mobile, moving, finding gap control, move control, the tank. good entries, good recovery, good exits. Just
2: keep doing that, you're breaking down. But I'm still looking more towards trying to get in between about eight and ten. Earlier to buy this. don't even think about how you feel for one second, just keep thinking what you've got to do. And you went easy, you win easy, rest assured. Jeff Horn, 29 years of age, the Australian, he's had to drop six kilos over the last couple of days to get to the weight, and he just got there, just got there, but that's all he had to do. I'm really impressed by the way how he well you did the weight in the end. But when you come to Wayne you' I'm like, yeah, a little better than he did for yeah but, yeah, we want to show the class and the skill tonight and just show you a better boxer, tougher, and send a message out to Crawford and all the others in the division that the Hornet's coming.
1: Jeff Horn is no longer the bloke that looks like a mild-mannered schoolteacher. Jeff, he's transformed, seemingly at the speed of one of his jabs, into a completely different animal. Jeez, he looks mean, he looks focused. But so does Gary in the other camp. Talking's done. It's time to fight. At
8: my signal, unleash hell. This is Gary Cochran, seventeen and one. Cochrane is from North London in the UK. Peter Stanley's with. Seven pound champion. You all know his story. He did it in the last fight in a major upset over Manny Pacquiao.
7: The main event of the evening. Twelve rounds of boxing for the WBO welderweight championship of the world. All
1: right, there's ringside and there is ringside. We're sitting next to Colonel Bob himself about a metre from the ring Here we go Go.
8: Jeff Horn for the first time defending his championship here in Brisbane Convention Centre and Entertainment Centre here in Brisbane, Australia Right away Jeff goes to work with that jab Corcoran uh as, as
1: well as down. calling the fight, the Colonel scores it as he goes. His numbers, they're nothing to do with the official judges, but it gives the Colonel an idea in commentary of where he thinks the bout is placed. The legend that he is, Colonel Bob, shows me his scores after every round.
8: Straight left hand. Puts Gary back on his uh, heels for a second.
1: Round one's done. Looking over the Colonel's shoulder. Horn 10. Corcoran nine. First round of the Hornet. Movement that
4: gap is brilliant. That's the key. Maintain the gap control. From that gap, he can't
2: do deep a Deep breath, Jeff, Deep breath. Suck it in. Take hell. his mark, take his oh. weapons, take the extremities. Beautiful. Oh! Here they go. They're going at it now.
8: Gary's got his head down. i got to tell you one thing. This Corcoran is super tough.
1: Round two. Gary's got a cut above his left eye. The Colonel gives... The round to Corcoran.
4: At the moment, you're too keen to engage. Yeah? Have a little half a step out, go for a walk sometimes. You ain't got to work for three minutes of the round.
8: Work when you want to work. In the first round, it was so clear that Horn's punches were so much more powerful, but Gary's in such great shape that he's making it difficult and he's trying to rough up uh, Horn. And he's doing a nice job of it right now.
1: Colonel's given. Round three to Corcoran.
8: Head body, weapons targets, movement, cap control,
4: proactive going first.
1: He puts his head down. bloody
4: uppercut cut in. Yeah, you're going well, you're going really
8: well. Just caught him with a decent right hand. Nice uppercut in the inside. There's no quick. gear. They've got right to the bell. Arms down,
4: arms down. Arms down, arms down. Right now, take a couple of deep breaths. Face down, please. Take a deep breath. And hold it in. Get your concentration. Right, don't get drawn into that bollocks. Don't worry about it. I yeah. think he's starting yeah. oh, right. to get tired. His work rates dipped a little bit already, right? But you need to keep things tight. You're yeah. starting to get loose. No, you started, you drink got a, a little bit loose
7: in
1: that round. Right, drink. The local crowd seem a bit stunned. At the moment, the fight seems to be on Corcoran's terms. The Colonel scored that one as I look over his shoulder. Even. So he's got Corcoran on 39, Horn on 38. Wow. And he gets cracked
8: by Jeff Horn. Hornet blasting again with the right hand. Jeff might be stealing this round from Corcoran. Right, we said all along that you could
4: out jab him from the outside. Close your eye, please. Close your eye. Listen, look at me, Gary. Gary, look at me and concentrate. You are closing the range off without throwing punches.
1: You... Round five, Horn 10, Corcoran 9. The Colonel's got it, 48 apiece, five rounds in.
8: I I can't tell if that's Jeff's blood or if Corcoran's cut as well. I think it's both of them. Corcoran's cut on the right eye and Jeff is cut on the left eye. Good body shot by Corcoran. These are two warriors, that's for sure.
1: Watching it live this close, it's so, so brutal. Jeff's got a cut above his left eye. Gary's got a cut above his right eye. Jeff's got red welts all around his kidneys and his lungs. These blokes deserve every cent they get. By Jeff Horn, and
8: that just by the skin of his teeth may have won that round for him. But both guys are damaged.
1: It's developing a real brawl now. The crowd's getting involved, and the champs under serious pressure.
4: Relax your mind, Jeff. Relax your body, and outbox this guy.
1: Round six. Colonel's giving it to Corker and ten to nine. Corker and Lee's
8: up Nice uppercut by Horn. Loaded up the right hand. That one whistled over the head of Gary Corker.
1: 67 apiece, round seven.
8: Blood streaming down the face of uh, Jeff Horn. Jeff is landing more shots in this round than is Gary, and if his idea is to try to break Gary down, he's got a long way to go just yet.
1: It's a good round for Horn. He's trying to work from distance, jab, 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 but Gary's trying to get in close, tighten it up. The Colonel's given round eight. To Jeff Horn,
4: you're letting him get shots off. Yeah. When you lead, when you work first and you find an angle afterwards, it's much better work, Gary.
8: Yeah? Yeah? yeah. 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 Do you understand? Horn landed a nice soft hook combination punch by Jeff Horn. There's only 18 seconds left in this round and it could be another Horn round.
1: Gary's now bleeding from both eyes. Glenn's chatting away to Jeff in the corner. Keep
8: your form
4: up. Got to work body, head, start taking his weapons, start fixing uppercuts and overhands and rips and just weapons and pull them off him.
2: You were close. Come there. on, he brother. Was hurting. I'm telling you, that last minute he was really struck. Don't get careless. Three rounds. Dig deep and you can finish this guy.
1: Nine rounds done. The Colonel has given the last two to the local Horn 87. Corcoran 85, three rounds to go.
8: It's championship time. The right hand lead catches Gary Corcoran. He catches Corker with the left hand. Corker misses with his own left. Circling around. Gets the uppercut on the inside. Benji's done a great job, Benji Estevez, the referee. Great referee. He's sitting on the ropes. You can't do that. He's landing big shots. He's
4: coming here to close the show.
1: Gary looks hurt. He's got blood pouring from both eye sockets. He's tough, though. He's so tough.
4: We always have a big finish, two rounds. (laughs)
8: Come on, Jeff.
1: two Two rounds to go. The Colonel's got Horn winning the last four rounds, leading 97 to 94. You figure Corcoran needs to do something special the last two rounds, probably to rock the champ, probably to floor the champ. Or his moment might be gone. Oh, nice! Oh. Look
8: by Jeff Horn! And Jeff's got to hold him up. Now it looks like there's, I don't know, whether blood from the eye or his ear that's bleeding on the left side of Jeff Horn. Looks but, nice. Yeah, it might be blood from the, uh, from the eye of uh, Gary Corkman.
1: And then, seemingly out of the blue, from nowhere, two men's lives suddenly head in two vastly different directions. After all the talk, the training, the pain and the effort, all the dreams and hopes and fears, Gary and Jeff's entire careers, their entire lives, come down to one punch. One moment. Oh, what a fight this is.
8: I think oh, that's I can't it. I believe this. The cuts are too much. Oh, wow. done. He's retained.
1: Corner stop stopped the fight. Can hardly see out his left eye. Jeff Horn's the champ. Gary's done. He's done. What a great night for Jeff Horn.
6: Wow.
8: Gary is not too happy about it, but I'll give him all the credit in the world. It was a tough fight, but the corner knew the last four or five. a great victory, a wonderful victory for Jeff Warren. The winner by TKO victory, still undefeated, and still the WBO Welderweight Champion of the World, the Welderweight
7: Fighting Pride of Brisbane, Queensland, Australia, Jeff the Hornet.
1: In the ring, after a championship fight, it's madness. There's cameras, friends, family, hangers on. And in the middle of it all, a couple of bewildered-looking blokes who have just been punching the absolute suitcases out of each other. He fought his heart out. He fought his heart
3: out. What more can you ask for? I we come and fight. Things didn't go away, The cup was bad. He couldn't see. It's not sour grapes. He toughed it out. He showed he's a tough kid. He fought his eye out. He fought like a lion.
1: Slumped over the ropes... Covered, covered in blood, Gary Corcoran cuts a painful picture. But Gary never, never gave up. Gaz, how'd you go, mate? You fought your heart out, mate.
5: Yeah, just one of them days you couldn't see at the end there. And when the punches were coming, couldn't see them. You got a massive gash over your eye there. Yeah, massive gash over my eyes. Couldn't see them. I couldn't see the shots at the end, man. What did you think when you corner through in the towel there at the end? I could have done the 12. Could have done the 12, but what's the point taking the shots when I can't see? Bloods keep coming at my eyes. And I can't see. What does this mean for your future, mate? You fought like an absolute
1: warrior here tonight. Uh, I'll be back. I'll be back. They're on you, mate. Gary is carried out of the ring in the arms of his team, head bowed. Jeff, he's also carried out of the ring on his team's shoulders, fist raised. How you feeling champ?
5: Yeah good. Yeah. The head's nice and
1: sore, but you had cuts everywhere. Tell us about the fight, mate. Congratulations, you're still the champion of the world.
5: Yeah, I'm, look, I'm pleased about that, that's for sure. It's just good good to get out of a tough fight like that, but yeah, it's um it's hard. It's hard work. That's that's why not many people want to do boxing. It's a, it's a tough sport, you get punched in the head and cut. So brutal from
1: where we were sitting. How'd you feel throughout the fight?
5: Oh look, I was tired, my timing was off a little bit, but Look, I managed to get him in the end and I got him with enough shots in there to wear him down and make him throw on the towel. How did you feel when you saw the towel come in? Very happy. Very pleased and happy. Months after the fight, Gary's future.
1: Well, it's uncertain. There's been no announcement of another fight. Maybe there won't be. This is a man who in Brisbane was just one big punch away from millions. Jeff Horn, well the millions are right there for Jeff to grab. His next fight is Stateside versus Terence Crawford, a fearsome fighter with a 32-0 record, 23 by KO. You'll be able to see that encounter on Main Event.
9: We think Jeff's going to bring home the bacon and when he does, it'll be a massive down. It won't only be the biggest win in Australian boxing history. This might be one of the all-time great Australian sporting moments.
1: And already it's all begun once again. Crawford claimed injury to put back the fight date.
2: I just think it's, he seems to me a bit soft. I mean, you know, toughen up, Princess. You know, I think he has to harden up. He is soft.
1: Crawford's trainer, Brian McIntyre, responded to these comments by saying, we'll knock Horn out. I guarantee that it won't go longer than seven rounds and after that, I'll knock his trainer out. Once again, there is a whole lot at stake. Once again, it's winner takes all. Box, gentlemen. Box. Written and created by Mark Howard. Produced by Michael James. Audio imaging by Matt Nikolic. Executive producers Mark Howard and Grant Tothill. The Moment is a Podcast One production.